0: Guys, and welcome back to the Dream Bigger podcast. So, I know I haven't really interviewed any content creators or bloggers here, and I actually did that for a reason. I want to make sure I provide so much value to you guys, so I wanted to make sure that the content creators I did bring on would be people you learned a whole lot from, which is why I think my friend M from The Lipstick Fever was a great choice for a first blogger interview. But before I tell you more about her, I wanted to remind you of the giveaway I'm still hosting. Listen guys, I get so many amazing beauty products sent to me all the time and I want to be able to share them with you. I can't possibly go through everything so I pick my favorite ones and send them to my community. So if you're new to the podcast or if you missed this bit in the last few episodes, you should know that I'm sending out a beauty goodie bag to everyone who subscribes to and reviews the podcast literally everyone who subscribes to and reviews the podcast gets a goodie bag sent straight to their door just make sure you send me a screenshot to my email sifah 91 at gmail.com okay so back to our guest for today emily roberts Em has a really, really interesting story. She moved from New York to London and has really strong contacts in both cities, which is a pretty major accomplishment considering both are such big cities. She's a master networker, beauty expert, and has been dominating the IGTV game. Seriously, guys, I learned so much from her, so I know you guys are going to learn so much from her, and, from her, and I'm so excited to get into it. So without further ado, let's welcome Em to the Dream Bigger podcast. All right. Um, so let's go back a little bit. What were you doing pre-blogging? So
1: pre-blogging, I was living and working in New York City. Mm-hmm. I started out working in startups, specifically in like the daily deal space. Do you remember like Groupon and yeah, yeah, yeah. social? So it wasn't them. I wasn't working for them specifically, but mm-hmm. um, companies within that space. Okay. And then I transitioned into digital media. So I worked at a search company, mobile ad network, mm-hmm. and then the last company I worked at, professionally in that part of my career, mm-hmm. was a paid social software company. And I was always in account management or sales roles. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that for about six years, living, working in New York. I started my blog and my brand years ago. Mm-hmm. So at the time when I was living in New York, I was doing both at the same time up until my moved to London.
0: Okay. So you had a lot on your plate. Yes. Had
1: a lot on my plate juggling both. Um, and then once my move kind of came to life, yeah. um, it was, the, it was kind of the perfect point where my brand was building up in New York and I was really ready mm-hmm. to jump into doing that full time. Yeah. Um, and so I quit my job in ad tech and I moved to London with my husband, Nick.
0: That's awesome. So about your blog, since you did touch on it, what made you decide to start it? Like what was the process like? Take me through the whole thing.
1: Yeah. So I always loved styling fashion. Mm I have always been really passionate about beauty. Um, In college, I worked for a fashion designer based out of my Hometown, which is in Rhode Island, so yeah. I did that for a couple of summers. Right. So in the back of my mind, I had always thought I would end up working in fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny where like your career kind of takes you. Moving to New York um, fell into the ad space and digital media. Um, but again, I always had in the back of my mind what, what I was super passionate about, and that's when so this was four years ago, um, I had thought of the idea of starting a blog, and Instagram existed, and blogs existed, but Mm -hmm. as you know, like, it's, it's absolutely blown up, so at the time, it was, it was still kind of new then, um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of how it came to life, yeah, the name came from, honestly, just this, like, fun, sort of passion that I had for like throwing on a bold lipstick, getting ready for a night out in New York, like going out, having fun with your girlfriends. So I wanted lipstick to be in the name. And then I, I came up with like lipstick fever. And then as you know, with like URLs and like handle names, had to throw in the, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, because that was what was available. So yeah. that's sort of how the name came to life. I yeah. love
0: it. Um, so what was the whole process like like when you were starting out like to where you are right now like walk me through sort of like the journey yeah so I think
1: once I had my brand name Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can sort of relate to this it's like once you have this idea of something that you want to start like you I I literally remember kind of like losing sleep at night like I just had so many ideas like running through me I was so excited about it um at the time I was working in digital media and I I was really craving like a passion like a side project so Once I had the name down, once I had my Instagram, once I had my website ready to go, which I wanted to launch at the same time. I didn't want it to just be a social channel. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be, you know, this website where everything lived. That was my portfolio. I think, you know, at the time, blogs were still really big. People were still ingesting long-form articles, so the blog was important for me. And so I launched both at the same time. Um, and then from there it was just about sort of like slowly building on that and honestly just a lot of experimentation and having fun with things Mm -hmm. I remember at the beginning some of my first blog posts were actually like cooking recipes and like more lifestyle at the beginning so I really just experimented with everything that I was excited and passionate about because at the time it was my creative side hustle Mm -hmm. it wasn't my business yet so I feel like at the beginning you can, like, really play and have a lot of fun with it, which I definitely did. And then I think once I started gaining traction on Instagram, which was primarily through my outfit posts, mm-hmm. my OOTD post, um, street style, like, other fashion accounts were regramming me. And I, and I sort of started – this light bulb was going off. It was like, oh, wow, like, this, this can actually, like, become something. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think I got a little bit more strategic about honing in on fashion – um, and then beauty, and so from there, building upon that, networking in New York, meeting other bloggers, meeting other girls in the inter- industry, and then from there, working with, you know, the first few brands that I started working with, and then sort of understanding how that was going to play out, um, so that was kind of the, the process from, like, the beginning. Yeah,
0: I love that you talk about um, sort of playing around with, again, different areas before finding your niche because i think that when you are starting a blog you have the ability to do that and figure out what really gets you going if you have like a whole bunch of interests like of course if you if you know for example my passion in life is baking like you you can absolutely like niche down and do that but otherwise like i think it's great what you did and such a good piece of advice for anyone who's looking to get into the field because Why not? Why not do that when you start out and figure out what you love and what really gets you ticking?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, if you are starting from a place of you know, it's your side project, you're gonna see what happens with it. Mm-hmm. I think experimenting is really great. I think on the other hand, if you're gonna launch a product or a specific service, like that that I would give someone the opposite advice. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's yeah. so yeah. interesting. It's, it's I
0: guess. so different though, yeah. you know, I think like with blogging like your intention is like, oh like just creative project or like you know just a side hustle as opposed to like okay this is something I'm going to monetize it's going to be my career like absolutely play around figure out what works for you and I mean after all it's your creative outlet so why not you know yeah totally okay so what are your tips for cultivating a strong community because you've done a really good job with that
1: thank you I feel like you have too thank you (laughs) I feel like you have great engagement and your followers love your content and I like to think the same for myself yeah yeah I think um creating a strong community i'm really big on interacting with my following getting back to people really quickly Mm -hmm. answering dms um definitely getting back to people right away engaging on instagram commenting back answering questions i think um is sort of my biggest um my biggest tip of advice um I feel like sometimes you can see um, other influencers or bloggers out there where they're, they're like, so bombarded, they don't really have the time to respond to everybody. But I think that's so important if you are looking to cultivate a community and an audience.
0: I think that once, like, if – I mean, certain bloggers, like I'm going to say, like, the OGs, Mm -hmm. they've blown up to almost, like, celebrity status where they're in the millions, you know? But otherwise, I feel like if you are – I guess your goal is to be a content creator and have that community I think you owe it to them and it's your job to sort of get back to them because you're not a celebrity you know and it's not a popularity contest it's really about being approachable and you know being like a girlfriend that people come to for advice and I mean I think it's just the right thing to do to get back to your community because And what are you without your community? Yeah. Yeah. And you can really see that with you. Like I I see you like respond to people and like I think it's pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, you do it really well. So you moved from New York to London, um, which is obviously a big move. (laughs) Um, so talk to me about starting fresh in London. How did you find your place here? How did you get start how did you start getting noticed by brands and like, get as specific as you can.
1: Yeah, totally. So, um, um so like I said, I, I moved over here. It's been two years now. I moved over with my husband, Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, he works in finance, so his job moved us over here. And I have to tell you, like, it was, yes, as you said, it was a huge move. Um, It was tricky at the beginning. It, I felt a little bit lost leaving New York mm-hmm. because I had created my brand, my Instagram, my audience, everything in New York, mm-hmm. and it was, like, leaving all that, looking back, it was definitely like a very interesting time, challenging. I wasn't sure if I was going to blog full time or if I was going to work in media and try and juggle the two again. Um, I wasn't sure yet. So before moving, I tried to network as much as possible as I could, emailing people, getting in touch with maybe Americans that had done something similar and moved over here. Um, so I networked both for full time jobs and for blogging. So I started just reaching out to girls on Instagram. I literally look look up the hashtag, like, London Blogger, um, and message girls. And some of those girls have, I still know, have become friendly with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was kind of that, like, preparation piece. So I had had a couple trips planned prior to moving. And so each trip I set up coffee meetings. I try to talk to as many people as possible just to get familiar and just to see how – like the whole influencer marketing thing was over here because that was obviously completely new to me. Um, And then once I was here and I decided to blog full time, um, again, just started to reach out to PRs, looking them up on Instagram, seeing other girls that were tagging other brands and PRs that were London based, Mm. reaching out to them on Instagram um, and just really like putting myself out there, setting up meetings and just meeting people. I met a lot of people through London fashion week so that was a great time to just, like, go out there, meet people face-to-face. Um, that's where I met, like, Miss Gunner and, and Tanya. That's who, where we that's met, how That's how we met. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. So just through, like, as simple as it sounds, just through, like, reaching out to people, networking, going to events, um, and sort of creating that network for myself um, in that way, which is what I did in New York, too. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing, but um, obviously it was new and
0: I love it. So if someone is wanting to go to Fashion Week, for example, what are your tips? Like someone who's brand new.
1: Yeah. Fashion Week is so tricky. And I feel like I'm still... Maneuvering? Yeah. (laughs) And being new to London, absolutely. Like still new. So looking back at New York, which is interesting because I was working at the time. So I was never technically full-time blogging in New York. Um, But... I think with London, what I've learned is the British Fashion Council, mm-hmm. they are an amazing resource and you can create a profile. Um, you do have to get accepted um, as like a member of press, yeah, um, as an influencer, but they are, I feel like they, they accepted me like my first year as a blogger. That's awesome. I, think, really good I think is common, but um, so I would definitely check out their website, apply online for a press pass, even if you can just get into um, like the showrooms. At the BFC, like, show space, that's a great place to network and go and, like, discover new brands and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they have an email list that they release, and you can get access to that email list and just start reaching out to designers and trying to get accepted to shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been sort of my biggest, um, my I guess that would be my biggest tip for someone who's, like, a newer to, to London Fashion Week.
0: I love that because not a lot of people know, and I'm sure people are curious as to how it's done. So I love that you get into that. Mm. Okay. So I wanted to talk to you about IGTV because this is something you are absolutely nailing. So walk me through the whole process. So if someone is looking to create content for IGTV, what's your checklist for success?
1: Yeah. um, That's great. I think IGTV, I think especially I've noticed in London and the UK, has really blown up for a lot of girls. Mm. So once I started to see um, other bloggers and influencers that were getting traction, getting like tens, hundreds, thousands of views on IGTV, I'm like, what is going on here? So I'm sure you've seen like the changing videos, the fashion videos. They've really picked up. People are obsessed with them. I'm not really sure why. I guess I I guess I just can see how they're interesting because you're building up an outfit. You can kind of see that process from start to finish. So they are cool, but they've really picked up over here.
0: They're insane. Yeah. Like, people love them. Yeah, they're
1: insane. But what's weird is, again, it's – it. well, I guess it's not weird. I was talking to some girls, and they said one girl in, like, northern either UK or London or something did one and kind of started the trend, and hers absolutely blew up, and that's why everyone else is doing that.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So don't know who.
1: I'm sure someone hopefully they can like leave a comment or if they yeah. know. Um but anyway, so um my goal coming into twenty nineteen was like getting super focused on beauty. So i I'm like, oh, IGTV, perfect. I'm gonna do a weekly beauty video. I'm gonna call it beauty in threes. So every week I'm gonna do a beauty video where I talk about three different products. Um and with Beauty blogging and always trying new products, not that hard. I always have three new products to talk about. Totally. I'm sure you can probably yes, do the same 100%, thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's what I did for the first like month of January. And then again, so my views weren't were super, super high. They were they were not bad, but I'm like, why am I not getting like, you know, like some of these other fashion videos that are absolutely blowing up? So I just decided to do a changing video and I did like one of those, you know, fashion focused videos and then the rest of my videos were picking up more views from there and so i'm like okay then i'm gonna do one of those a week as well and just doing two a week um and then from there i just kind of had fun with it once once i figured out the editing side which by the way you can literally do on your phone in InShot in the app it's what shot yes So, my whole thing with video is it's obviously heavy on, like, the resource side of things. It takes a while. It's so time-consuming. Yeah. So, I discovered the app InShot, which you just download on your phone. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And editing videos, it takes me, like, no time. Like, no time at all. Like, under 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. What?
1: Yeah. And I, and I, all my videos are um, taped on my iPhone.
0: Oh so my god!
1: Not even, not even getting that crazy yeah. with the quality. So
0: it's just perfect to like get started. started. Yeah, yeah. that's and then, awesome. And once
1: you get in a groove, it's really easy to turn them around. So every Monday or Tuesday, I'll do either my beauty one or my fashion one. And I mean, the goal is two a week. It's usually more like one a week um, to get out there, and they don't take that long. So it's it's kind of. It's kind of a why not, and IGTV is quite, like, hot right now. Instagram is pushing that part of the app, so um, they're also prioritizing profiles that are doing more video content, so you, you have to be doing IGTV right now. That will change, but right now, I think, is, like, the time to jump on it.
0: That's awesome. Like that's a really, really good tip. And like I love that you talk about that app because I think a lot of people maybe just don't want to do it because you know it's, it's time, time consuming. Totally. Like,
1: that's what always stopped one me of those from, people. Yeah, yeah. That's what always stopped me from getting really big into YouTube. Was okay. I'm gonna have to learn Premiere Pro. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need to take everything on my tripod with my Canon, and it's more labor intensive. It's gonna take me longer. Um, so that's what. And it wasn't, like, a lazy thing. It was just, like, I need to be invested in this, and I need to teach myself Premiere Pro. Because I know Premiere Pro is quite, um, it's more complicated than, like, an app on your phone that you just, like, do-do, I'm done in 25 minutes. Okay, and, I'm, I'm
0: going to try this. I'm going <laughs> to try, <laughs> yes. try this. I'm going to thank yes. you. Like, yes. you're, you get all the credit right yeah. in advance. That's awesome. Okay, so, um, you are, you've, started a podcast well right now when we're recording you're about to start the podcast talk to me about it like what is it about yeah
1: so um my podcast is called the big move Mm -hmm. and it was inspired by my move abroad um and so like sort of looking back at the last couple of years one I feel like there weren't that many resources for women moving cities moving abroad groups what have you um, so my hope is that this podcast can be that for people that are moving abroad or moving cities, um, also for women that are making big moves in their careers, yeah. um, entrepreneurs, brand experts, um, women that have started their own brands. I'm really, really excited about it. And I'm excited because it's sort of like another arm, an extension of my brand, but it's not really about me. Like mm. I'm starting it, but it's about like the women that I've met here that I want to bring their conversations to the forefront so that people can, like, learn from them, too, like I did, and just get, like, great advice, motivational, all that good
0: stuff. Yeah, I love it, and I think think there's a big future in audio, so... I think it's smart that you are kind of getting on it at this stage. Like, I mean, we were talking about this right before we started recording, but yeah. neither of us know anyone in our social circles who have podcasts. So. Yeah,
1: I think yeah, I think you are you are you're right. It's um, it's still a little bit under the radar. Mm. I think it's moving in that direction. And I think, I guess, what I've like sort of struggled with with like the lipstick fever, my brand in particular, is like it's been very fashion and beauty focused. And I've always struggled with like how do I, how do I bring sort of this other piece that I have to me as far as, totally. like, you know, I have this, like, career background. I love to read, like, books about, like, business and, like, entrepreneurship and stuff, but, like, how can I bring that through in my outfit photos, if that makes sense? And Absolutely. I feel like this is the perfect place to do that. Yeah. Or write a book.
0: Yeah. One two. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Stay but tuned. <laughs> you heard it here first. I love it.
1: But, yeah, I think – and, like, you've obviously – um, you've tackled it too, and
0: you've already had, like, how many episodes, like, 30-something? This is, like, I, I just published 24 today, like, this morning, this so crazy. by the yeah. time year one goes live, it'll probably be, like, 31 yeah. or something, so, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it. I mean, it picks up really quickly, and it's yeah. really fun to work on, yeah. like, yeah. it's probably, like, my favorite part of, like, you know, the icing yeah. and glitter, like, brand, I guess yeah. you could say, so. I love it, it's
1: so exciting. Yeah, you're gonna
0: have a blast, like, where I'm sure you are already yeah. having a blast working totally. on it. Um. Okay, so switching directions a little bit, um, em and I are both really, really into skincare yes. like obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. I wanted nice. to get into this a little bit. So first things first, what is your current skincare routine?
1: Okay, so skincare routine is in let's see um, varies a little bit between morning and yeah bedtime. let's
0: let's go let's do morning first. okay, so morning
1: um, I I guess I'll get to the like real nitty gritty. Um, I do a facial roller in the morning, like with a jade roller, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll do it with either a hydrating serum or an oil. And I keep it in my fridge, so it helps to depuff. Wait, do you? what Do you wash? Like, what face wash do you use and afternoon? Do you wash your
0: face in the morning? Yes. So I
1: don't wash it. Well, so first I do the facial roller and all oh, that stuff. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. So kind of like just to, to just to wake me up. Right. I do the facial roller and depuff. Okay. But then yes, I will. Shower, and I'll cleanse my face. Um, I I don't get too crazy, because um, this is kind of a controversial thing. It's like, do you wash your face in the morning? I guess it just depends, but I usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will wash my face and then do a hydrating serum or a hyaluronic acid. I get specific brands. I, I want to know brands. Okay, okay. So as you know, I'm always trying all these different brands. But um, yeah. okay, so for hyaluronic acid i either do like the ordinary and then dr goldfadden has one called needleless that i'm obsessed with i just ran out of it oh
0: i just like i'm starting it now i, okay. I love goldfadden it's yeah. so good yeah love it love it i use that at night too i love that one i use the neck cream it's amazing oh, amazing amazing such
1: such a good brand um mm-hmm. so i use that and then i'll do an eye cream right now i'm using murad mm-hmm. um but I just ran out of Dr. Both and bright eyes, which I love. Mm-hmm. And then I do a moisturizer with an SPF usually. So today I did, um, LMS has one called daily defense, um, 30 SPF or okay, I have the same one. you okay. do. Okay. It's Sorry. a really good one. Um, and then if I'm doing makeup, I'll either do like a BB cream or a CC cream that also has SPF in it. Um, or I'll just do sort of my, like my regular makeup routine, um, I like, like, Mac face and body, but it does mm-hmm. not have SPF in it, so. Mm-hmm. It just varies. I make sure I get, like, some kind of sunscreen production
0: um, so in some form. Yes, yes. Can't believe the sun's out today, so. When I did mean, it. yes. I, I like, slally run my sunscreen, and I'm, like, I was like, oh, yes, I'm out. Yes, <laughs> so great. Yeah, totally. And so then, yeah, so sunscreen, all that. What, are you, so when you're using um no i guess your your moisturizer is the one that has the sunscreen for the day basically yes yes hopefully um, and then if not i've been
1: i just started using it cosmetics they're love it their cc cream so and good. i can't believe i'm so late to the game there but i was in barcelona all weekend and i wanted to have a little bit of makeup so i just brought that with me cuz it has 50 in it yeah it's so great and it's like, one of my favorites it's like
0: not messing around yeah yeah it's it's serious like yeah. if you have yeah. a blemish or something that's the one to use yeah and I love that it has the SPF 50 I think it's awesome yeah such a good one yeah Late um, to the um, game, but you yeah. got there yeah um okay so nighttime
1: nighttime um so cleansing huge at nighttime especially if I'm wearing makeup or I'm coming from shoot or something like that so I cleanse my face I might even double cleanse what cleanser so right now I am using what am I using for my cleanser, Um, an LMS cleanser, and then I tone, Um, I like to use, um, Herbivore has a, like, rose water and coconut, like, oil spray, Mm -hmm. so I use that, um, or I'll tone, um, like, with, uh, like, P, like, 150 is it or something.
0: 50. P. Oh, that one—the r- the really famous one. Yes, the really okay, famous okay, okay. one. That
1: one is serious, though. Yeah, I don't I heard. Yeah, because I have sensitive skin, so you gotta be careful with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I need to tone, I'll use something like that. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just use like the rose water and like a coconut oil mm-hmm, spray, mm-hmm. like easy. Um, and then for nighttime, same thing with serums. Like layering my serums underneath my moisturizers. So I'll do a hyaluronic acid serum. Um, but lately I've been getting bigger into retinol. So the one I'm using now is Medicaid, mm-hmm. um, and I really like that one. It's not too intense, and it's combined with a moisturizer, so it's not, like, too much retinol. It's like, kind of the perfect amount, so I like that one. Um, and then I finish it. I finish everything off, like, when I'm actually in bed, and I'll just do, like, my aquifer on my lips, and then, like, a heavy moisturizer. Right now I'm using one from um, a Nordic brand called Luminae. Have mm. you tried them yet? No. Okay, they're really big in – um, in, like, Amsterdam, the Nordics, that part of the world, um, Mm. but they're quite popular here, too, they have, like, great moisturizers, they're, like, heavy-duty,
0: because it's still kind of cold and winter, yeah, and I feel like you, you want, like, I don't know, I, I think, like, a really luxurious, like, thick night cream, it just, like, makes my skin feel, like, so, like, nourished, like, my skin drinks it, yeah, need it, it's so good, like, this weather is just so dry, insane yeah okay so um you also did a blog post with the dermatologist Renee Lupino and I really like that blog post and you got into or she rather got into supplements so I wanted to touch on that a little bit what supplements are you taking currently for like beauty yes so I take evening
1: primrose every single day why so I was recommended to start taking evening primrose years ago from a sister's a really good friend of mine who worked in skincare and makeup for years and years and years she had mm-hmm. tried like everything on the market and I remember I messaged her a while ago and I was like I feel like I need to get on the supplement game my skin's like not really feeling its best um like what should I what are like back to the basics what do I need to be doing mm-hmm. and she was like well when you wake up in the morning you need to drink an entire glass of water like no matter what mm-hmm. first thing that you do and then two she was like taking new cream Rose. So it's made from flowers. It's like very natural. It's also great for PMS as well. Wow! Yeah, it's a little added bonus there. Um, so I I take that every day, um, and then I'm also Do you always have it the morning or the night, uh, in the morning. Okay, I take that once a day in the morning, mm-hmm. and then um, I'm always taking some kind of hair vitamin. Mm-hmm. Been switching it up lately, but um, I like the way they have a good one, and then Regime London has a good one mm-hmm. sold at GNC. Um, and those both have um, you know, biotin is kind of like the main ingredient. So mm-hmm. I'm always taking one of those for hair and nails.
0: Awesome. Okay, yeah. Like my two main ones. Great. Um, great tip about eating primrose oil. Um, I saw it in a serum that I was using from Pixie. Yes. And I really liked it. And I've I've been seeing it like kind of in shelves of like organic, you know, uh, supplement stores and stuff. So I've like kind yeah. of Feel, like felt like I really want to try it, so yeah. like, now I will. Perfect. Yeah. Let me know how, you, how
1: Yeah, you know.
0: definitely. Okay. Favorite luxury skincare product.
1: So I would probably say, Erno Laszlo. They have a sleep mask mm-hmm. that I'm actually obsessed with. I think it's probably close to two hundred bucks, so it's definitely an investment. Um, and every I I've literally run through it. I've run through it way too quickly for it being that at that price point, um, but I'm obsessed with it, and um, you just, you wake up, and you can just, like, really feel the difference when you do use that. I recommend it in, like, wintertime.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love sleeping masks in wintertime. Honestly, yeah. all the help my skin can get, needs yeah. needs like, yeah. and in the wintertime, like, I feel like all the extra love yeah. is yeah. necessary. Absolutely. I'm going to try that mask now. Yes, please do. Have you um, tried any
1: of their other products?
0: I have, I believe it was a... God, I'm forgetting. It was like a couple of years ago, but okay. I do, I do love the brand. Yeah, it's they're like known for
1: their start. um, their double cleanse, which I really stand by. I gotta get back on it. Like first you do the bar, or first you do it's like a cleansing oil, mm-hmm. and then you do the bar. Yeah, so you're like really
0: getting everything out the last. It's good. Honestly, like I, 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 feel like I almost have to like do like um mm-hmm. with like like a micellar water mm-hmm. or like a balm before like. Uh, my regular cleanser just because like, especially if I'm wearing sunscreen, it almost like, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's like gunk. Like you got to get everything out. Get out. Like, especially on days where you're making, wearing makeup as well. Oh my God. Like yeah. Yeah. necessary. Totally. Okay. Um, okay. Favorite affordable skincare product.
1: Ooh. So um, I you can would go, name more than one if you want. Okay, cool. I would go with um, Aquaphor or Vaseline because I said Aquaphor to someone who was living over here, and they're like, "What's that?" Mm-hmm. So I think that's a US brand, but I do think you can find it here. Mm-hmm. Just like Google it, go online or whatever, Amazon, hopefully. Um, so Aquaphor lip ointment, stand by that. Use it every single night. I basically use it as like a lip mask kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then Avène, A V E N E, the French brand. Mm-hmm. I think it's so affordable. It's like 20, 25 bucks for like a moisturizer. Um, and they have a product called sickle Fate. and Renee stands by this particular product. Mm. If you have any kind of like major breakout or like inflammation or like something's happening on your face, Mm -hmm. put sickle fate on it. It's a thick white lotion. Mm. You wake up and it's like gone. Get out. I swear to God,
0: you need it. Um, Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I gotta try this. That's insane. Like, how have I not known about this? I don't know, but she, like, one,
1: I, I used um, like a, I did like a detox treatment on myself or something. I was like experimenting, Um, and my, I have sensitive skin, so Mm. my skin just like totally flared up immediately. I like WhatsApp Renee. I'm like, what do I do? Sent her a photo of my face. She's like, wash your face, take off whatever you just put on it. Grab sicle fate. And I swear to God, by the next day, well, I'm all set. I had, like, a major
0: flare, but it went away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, everyone needs to go get this, and it's, yeah. and it's cheap. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, agree. Oh, my gosh. I love finding products like that. <laughs> okay, so when it comes to skincare, what is the one product that you can't live without?
1: Probably a heavy-duty moisturizer in Ooh, the evening. Which one? Which one? Oh, man. <laughs> um... I want to say the sleep mask, but I don't always have the sleep mask on me from Arnaud Laszlo because mm-hmm. it is expensive, so I don't always – I'm not always topped up on that one. So um, I'd say my Luminae moisturizer because it's thick, it's heavy-duty, it gets the job done, it gets me the moisture that I need at nighttime. Yeah.
0: Love it. Okay, cool. Last question. Walk me through your morning routine. My
1: morning routine, I wake up, I – my alarm was off on my phone, so I am turning my alarm off on my phone, but I'm trying not to get on like any apps or email right away. So yeah. I wake up, I do my facial massage with either like an oil or a serum, um, I get a glass of water, and I do chlorophyll in my water, a few drops of that. Do you use that too? I love
0: chlorophyll okay. in my water, yeah. but why? Tell, tell so, her why you use so chlorophyll.
1: So why? Well, one, Renee... God, Renee's, like, all over this episode. Wow. Um, Renee recommends, re- recommended when I moved to London. She was, I was kind of, like, complaining about the water. Even though I have a Brita and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She's, like, she's like, well, you definitely need a filter in your shower and then the Brita. But also, she's, like, put chlorophyll in your water and, mm-hmm. like, have it every morning. And it really does help with just, like, glowing skin. It's made from plants. It's, it's really great for you. Mm-hmm. A little added, like, bonus. If you're going to be drinking water in the morning, I just put a few drops. It's green, and it's, like a slight minty um, taste to it. So it's nice in the morning, so I do that. Do the facial massage, and then by that point, I'm probably checking my Instagram or any emails I need to get back to right away. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's time to make coffee, so I'll do French press.
0: And I know you and I have talked about this. I do Bulletproof. I'm hooked. I know it's the best. Do you still have it a lot? Or do you just do it? Every single day. You do. Me too. I... I like, I have to. You have to have it. Yeah, it's, like, the best thing ever. What about like, when you're traveling? Yeah, so that's when struggle. I, that's when I, that's when I can't, because, like, I need a blender yeah. to, like, blend it. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, like, I mean, you can't have a bulletproof coffee if you don't blend it, so, like, that's what I don't, yeah. but, like, if I have access to a blender, which I usually find a way, yeah. like, I'm having a bulletproof coffee, because also okay. I don't eat breakfast in the morning, like, right. I eat later on, so, like, that bulletproof coffee right. is, like, a breakfast, right. you know, and so then just... I eat, like, I don't know, like, Couple of hours after that, yeah, and it's just it's just the best because I don't like a heavy breakfast in the yeah. morning. Like I don't need that. Like yeah, I'm with you. I even bought the MCT oil. It's the best because originally I
1: was doing coconut oil, yeah, and the grass fed butter. But yes then I got the MCT oil.
0: Oh, you're like full on bulletproof now. Yeah, full on it. Like I love it. When
1: when I don't have it, I'm like. I just, like, want it now. I know. I used to just, like, run out and get, you know, like, an Americano or, like, a flat white. And it's now, not the
0: same. It's just, no. like, a game changer. I think
1: once you're hooked, well, first off, I think you either like it or you don't because it does have a distinct taste. And then, yeah, you're either, you're either hooked or hooked.
0: But it's or... just this, like, frothy, delicious It's <laughs> Like, oh, my gosh, it's, like, the best thing ever. Like. <laughs> I know. And next time you go to um, New York, you should order the grass-fed ghee that I use because it's vanilla bean it's like I can't I can't I can't like it's like a total game changer
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I'm gonna put it yeah. in the show notes guys like okay, it's the best go. thing ever <laughs> okay awesome so I think that answers all of my questions tell everyone where they can find you before we wrap
1: okay so um on Instagram I'm at the lipstick fever and then, um, my blog is, um, com. And then lastly, my podcast is The Big Move Podcast. And I think by the time this is up, it'll be, uh, up and running on iTunes.
0: Awesome. So, Yay. Thanks, Em. Thank you. Before you go, do you want to receive my top five skincare tips? Guys, these are good ones and I've not written about them anywhere else sign up to my newsletter to get my skincare tips and exclusive content sent to you every thursday i'm talking recipes giveaways interviews wellness and skincare tips and so much more i'm gonna leave the link to sign up to the newsletter in the show notes and i can't wait to see you guys on there